for a man with such a big head, those are a tiny pair of headphones. <laughs> seven Days to Play! Welcome to Seven Days to Play, the weekly mobile games review show. I'm Sam. And I'm Edwin. And each week we challenge one another to play a new mobile game. This week it was my turn, and I picked Vista Golf. Microsoft Windows, not required. <laughs> my favorite of the Microsoft, I guess. <laughs> right. Yes, I've tried playing Windows 95 Golf. It is actually not my favorite. I think Vista was quite problematic. Oh, Vista was pretty terrible, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no! You actually have a bit of news, and I'm just saying Are you surprised you. by that? <laughs> Last week we played Miracle Merchant by Tiny Touch Tales, and uh, they're one of these innovative new companies that likes to overshare, but that's quite interesting as a consumer, because you can kind of see behind the scenes, and they've shared some revenue numbers and some kind of thoughts and other some feedbacks they've had about Miracle Merchant, which kind of match what we were saying. That's why I feel vindicated in a little way. Like, you know what? We know what we're doing as reviewers yeah. <laughs> on this one occasion. We can talk about our feelings quite effectively on this show. <laughs> yes. But of course, the meat of the report, which I guess everyone kind of highlighted, was that they put some figures into uh, their earnings for the first... I guess it's been out a few few weeks at this point. Um, $52,000. In the first month. In the first month. Yep. So that's not bad. Yeah, it's, it's more pretty than we good. Earn from this show. I, I really like it when companies do this, especially for mobile games. Um, Just from a voyeuristic point of view? No, not even from like an informative pr- point of view, right? Like there are some game companies or even like indie game developers that actually report what are their earnings on uh, a PC gaming platform like Steam versus iOS and versus Android and all that stuff. And uh, from all the reports, I've always seen that if you're going to make an indie game, like the the PC seems to be like one of the most lucrative. I think it's just mm, a lot more yeah. accessible, right? Mm-hmm. Like especially through Steam. And there's a history. You, yeah. I guess. Yeah. And you can publish through um, either like the Mac or Windows platform that instantly opens it up. Um, but also like iOS just seems to be a lot more than Android. Uh, in terms of sales. Yeah, I think they say, uh, looking at it now, 84% of the revenue came from iOS so far. Right. So, yes, as as always, iOS is the moneymaker. I wonder why that is. I think because they charge, they, like iOS has kind of had this cultural thing of like paying for software. Mm. I mean, of course, that has been diminished by all these free games and free software. But there's that, I guess there's two parts. It's like, you've been used to paying for things on the App Store. And also, too, like I would guess demographically or socio-politically, the audience tends to skew richer uh, for iOS owners because it's an expensive device. Right, but the market share is still Android is prevalent, right? Like Android is still is still the, the majority in terms of devices that are out there. Right. I mean, guess that shows that the majority of people are cheapskates. Mm. <laughs> that is probably true. Or they just don't have the means to spend on frivolous card games. Uh, the other interesting thing was they kind of did a bit of a history of the game, mm. and it was fun to see that it was actually pitched as a square pants bob sponge sponge <laughs> game. SpongeBob SquarePants game. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Oh, I actually didn't to read that part. Oh. Why do I put these notes in the in the doc <laughs> if you're not going to read them? Yeah, they they it was pitched to Nickelodeon as as a game themed around the popular under the sea character that's that's totally fascinating where you had to make burgers i think you had to make a crabby patty mm. rather than making potions i can see that which is kind of cool that yeah. is more that is more delicious nickelodeon not interested though so i wonder how hard it is to like retheme this game so i feel like see if it was just a regular card game i would never play this but because it had like a really nice illustration 
And um, wait, are we reviewing this game? Yeah, we're reviewing this game. So I'll save that for later. <laughs> wait, no, we're not reviewing this game this week. We did review this game last week. We reviewed this game last week. Oh, dear. Sam requires more coffee to operate correctly. Yeah, Sam, we played Miracle Merchant last week. This week we're playing Vista Golf. We just mentioned this. <laughs> I apologize. Okay, then that concludes this week's news. Unless you have a last minute news topic to spring on me. I do not. Okay, phew. This week we have been playing Vista Golf. And luckily for me, I get to do the game summary. It's a golf game, idiot. <laughs> it's a 3D golf game, you idiot. Okay, damn it, 3D. Yes, you're right. Uh, that's all I need to do. Great. Let's get into the three well, putt Well, technically, oh. it is not a golf game. Oh, Sam loves to go into depth. Okay, yes. It is a putt-putt game. <sighs> do I know what that is? Yeah. It's miniature golf. Mm. Putt-putt is where you strictly use the putter. That is the most fun version of golf, in my humble experience. Mm. Yeah. Maybe you just haven't played real golf enough times. <laughs> there was actually a period in my life where I tried to get into golf properly. And actually spent several hundred dollars on like some real clubs and... How long did that last? I mean, I would say two to three months. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, my, my issue wasn't the game itself, although it is damn hard. It's also the uh, kind of people that are attracted to playing golf. Are mainly dicks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Were they like rushing you from behind? Were they like, oh, come on, hurry up. Was this well, this was during a period where I was self-employed, so mm -hmm. I could go on like a Tuesday afternoon and basically have the course to myself. So it was kind of fun. But so you were self-employed, but you choose the hobby that was one the most probably yeah. the most expensive, and two the most time-consuming, <laughs> which is why I am no longer self-employed. So yes, it is a putt-putt game. There is no pitching involved or driving. You don't have to change clubs. <laughs> no, no five woods or. Nine irons. So you do play the game by pulling back mechanism. So there are a couple of, yeah. in golfing games, there are a couple of different mechanics in which you do your swing. Typically, you get like the power meter, right? Where it kind of bounces up and down, and you just have to like tap at the right time to get yeah. the correct power. There's a timing based one, and then there's a pullback one. Mm, the catapult style. And then some, some like to categorize it differently and sort of like the velocity. So you use like on a, on a conventional game controller, you would pull back on the analog stick and then swing forward at the right time, right? So it is kind of a mix of timing based and finger dexterity where you have to see your character do the swing back action and just at the right time you push forward. Mm, okay. So it does well, like... That sounds difficult. Yeah. That yeah was, that's also hard to do on mobile. That is pretty hard to do in mobile. Yeah. Plus, I it, it is like one of it, like if this game was a fake analog stick on the <laughs> touchpad, instant black ball, instant X list for me. <laughs> so yeah, here you are just doing a catapult motion, right? You can yep. aim it and then pull back go. further to yeah to uh, set the power, mm -hmm. uh, which we may come to in our three by threes. I think you can start the three by threes because I said so. Uh, the first thing is, I think this is probably the best putt-putt game implementation that I've seen in a while. Mm. I don't remember any other putt-putt game implementations that's done in 3D so effectively. That's true. I'm trying to think. I mean, Desert Golf, but that was that technically putt-putt? That's not I really... I don't think that's really putt-putt. No, um, because you are actually driving same Super Stickman Golf. Right. I actually wouldn't mm. consider Desert Man Golf actual golf. It's just more like <laughs> golf-like. Mm -hmm. Right? Because you, you don't really have to change the, the clubs in any way. Right. That's true. True. I mean, same as Super Stickman Golf as well. I think you... Right. It's pretty cartoony. Anyway, really good implementation um, on, on mobile. Like, I think 
the the mechanics are made just right, so it really fits the the mobile experience. Yeah, super easy to play one-handed on the subway, which I appreciated. I really enjoyed this game. Just to, just a level set about my comments. I play this a lot, but I do love golf games, so you know, take that into account. If you hate golf games, you probably won't enjoy this. While last week we were a little bit lukewarm on the achievements and the way they were kind of implemented in Miracle Merchant, uh, I thought they were implemented really well here. Essentially, it's the same thing, right? You get certain things you can do and you get a little bonus sticker for that. But I think all the things you were missing in Miracle Merchant last week, Vista Golf does really well. Like, as you achieve them during the game, you get a little pop-up. You get a nice, long, scrolly list of things. They progress nicely. Uh, you can... Yeah, scroll down, see what ones are coming up. Yep. Also, there's some mystery ones, which is kind of fun, because they just have a quirky name and then some question marks. You're like, ooh, I wonder what that does. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of fun. And they even had, to my benefit, negative achievements. So (laughs) (laughs) if you're doing things horribly uh, on a particular hole, like... (laughs) It actually marked it as an achievement, which I kind of, you know, saw That's the delight, yes, despite yeah. the rage that I was facing <laughs> during that hole. You got 10 over par. Bling. Right, exactly. suck. <laughs> so I totally agree. I think the achievements were really well done. Bubbled up at the right time for just the right amount of time. It wasn't distracting while you were playing. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, and I found it enjoyable. The, the next thing is that it's visually very clean. Uh, and you can tell that they made a, a some very concerted effort to make sure the playability was good. And you can also see things uh, clearly. So a lot of times when you have these 3D games where you can like rotate the camera, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of times like things will get in the way and you can't really see, which was problematic in Eden colon Renaissance. Uh, but here... Oh, it's funny when you say it like that. <laughs> but here... Uh, let's say that the ball was behind a palm tree and if you tilted the camera to a way where, you know, the ball lines up with the hole and the palm tree was in front of you, uh, it would white out that area and essentially Mm -hmm. like x-ray that area so you can see the ball clearly uh, and any other obstacles that might be in the way. Um, so I thought that was really nice and, uh, that was sort of one of the things that made me go, okay, this is really playable. They did a good job. I would... I think 70% of the time that works, but we will revisit this in the bad threes. <laughs> Spoiler alert later. Right. But yes, when it did work, it was good. Yeah, and I appreciated it. I think I was actually looking through the show notes, sorry, the uh, release notes for the game, and I think they added that pretty recently mm. based on some feedback. So it wasn't there before. I don't think in the, originally, in the original version of the game. But it's only been out for sort of six or seven weeks mm. as, as we speak. Because, you know, we're cutting edge. We review these cutting edge games. <laughs> no, that's not, a, that's not a thing we do. Just recently, we seem to have got these new games, which I don't like. <laughs> um, I think the pan controls were kind of fun. Like, you can swish your finger around and you get, like, big dramatic circular panning shots around the course, which is the wannabe film director in me. was like, whoa, this is amazing. I'm Michael Bay. But it only revolves around your ball, right? This is true. Yes, okay. but still... <laughs> That was pleasing enough for me. Yeah, so the other thing is that it actually set yourself in an angle. Like, you couldn't go higher up or mm. lower down from that viewing angle that was set to you. That's true, and yes. all the panning did was sort of revolve around I think around you can that. zoom in and out. You can zoom pinch. in and out, but yes. you're still angle. in that, like, sort of 45-degree angle looking mm. down towards the ball right, that's from true. the sky. Yeah, definitely. And that didn't change, which I think was a little bit helpful because I can see how if it was more free, if it was freer... 
Yeah, that'd be that would be annoying. Annoying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because they're endlessly adjusting. Oh, wait, no, I need to be 43.7 degrees of angle. No, oh, wait, it's on too far. Oh, one last thing for me. Uh, they have a new new courses every week, which kind of, I think, just works in with the achievements. Like, it's just adds to the playability of it. So you get three courses, ED, easy, ED, easy, medium, and hard each week. And after seven days, you get seven days to play those courses. Aha! <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> and then they get blown away, and you get a whole new three, three games, or three courses, I should say. As long as they keep making new courses, it's kind of uh, endlessly playable. And there is an infinite mode, which I did play. I think I played 60 holes. But at the same time, why would you? Because I think some of the <laughs> fun of the courses is that they do like a, a global leaderboard. So you can see who the ridiculously good people are who have no life and just spend their whole time playing Vista Golf. Yeah. But that said, like once you've played all three courses, you have to wait a few days for the new courses to come in and you can't go back and see previous courses. Mm. So I f while I felt that was a little bit limiting, I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess I've done three. What's next? Then I'm like, oh, I need to wait four days and get a new course. Um, so, ooh, I'm going to revisit that on the, the negatives mm. uh, in regards to the, the course refresh every week. That sounds like a segue to me. That is a segue. So this game is a total grapefruit for me. <laughs> if you don't know what the fruit scale is... <laughs> Visit the episode of our previous show, Is This the Show, in the show notes. What I mean by that is it's really hard for me to, to find the real motivation to get into this game because there's lots of, to me, there is a lot of stress associated with me playing this game. First of all, like this is why I don't like golf games in general because like I always try to go for the, the most optimal score. I think that's just by nature. You're supposed to do that. Mm -hmm. There's literally something that says par. Right. right. <laughs> and Below that, you are subpar. Yeah. There are like so many benefits. If you just get it one under par, it's like, oh, this is a birdie. If you get it two under par, boom, eagle. And that elusive hole in one. <laughs> that is something that you're always trying to get for. This is not only attributed by the fact that there's always something that says par for the hole. There's a leaderboard, a really rich leaderboard. After you're done with the course, there's your top score. Right. Uh, and then on top of that, it's like this weekly thing that you have to make sure if you don't play it now, like you're not going to be able to play these holes ever <laughs> right, again. You need to be practicing all week exactly. to get on that leaderboard. Let's say I start off a couple of holes. As you would, you just don't give a shit about one of the holes and get like 10 strokes over par. And you're like, ah, oh, crap. Like I should just start over. And mm. it's not that easy to start over. It saves your state in that current in that current hole, and unless you click on like some new thing, which I found like a, a hard time finding, like you say new course mm. and like to start over, it was very difficult to do so for me for some reason. Because I think you can do a you can watch an ad to restart the course. You can no, you can you can so, watch an ad to redo that stroke. Oh, to redo the no, redo the hole. No. Hole, no, surely. you can reset the hole, but oh. it keeps your strokes in play. Mm -hmm. But you just started from the, the start of the course. But if you mess up, you just redo that stroke, that previous stroke. Okay, yeah. so let's see. I've done two strokes. I said I don't like it. Yep. So I will watch, watch the an ad. ad. All the ads are dumb. I don't know why mobile game ads advertise other mobile games. Ooh, if you gather resources, train an army. Oh, this game was kind of fun. Maybe I'm going to play it. Oh, Final Fantasy XV. Ooh. Please don't tell me this is the first time you're seeing that ad. 
Um, I well, I'm always on the subway, so I rarely see ads. <laughs> oh yeah, it's just that shot. It's just that shot. Mm, which is what you said all along. <laughs> I'm sorry, I never doubted you. Of course, the thing is, I'm just so good. I never need to do a take a redo. But the ads, though, I thought the ads were very tasteful. In the, I mean, not the ads themselves, but the way it's done. Like, mm. okay, you can watch an ad to get a redo of the stroke, but otherwise, there's no ads at all. Is that a real incentive, though? It's just it's forcing you to watch that ad, right? Yeah. And it's not necessarily giving. There should be some way that makes it a little bit more natural for me to watch that ad. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. I'm just thinking of like the other ad experiences where like, you have to watch one at the beginning or and then one at the end or like after a certain time, you have to watch an ad to keep on yeah. playing. Whereas this is like, oh, I want this benefit of redoing a stroke. Okay, I'll watch an ad. Right, but that doesn't make me want to take the information from that ad mm, I mean, uh, no one in any way. Do <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, but I mean, who does? That's the problem with uh, these visual ads, right? Well, yeah. I mean, I think there's a way to, to actually do that with better targeting and even like mm. more like I don't think games now that have advertising have actually hit that sweet spot of showing the right content yeah, for the actually ads. making any money from ads. Exactly. Like yeah. if I'm if I'm viewing a if I'm in if I'm playing a game, I don't want to see an ad about another game. I'm kind of busy playing this game. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, let me, in the middle of this hole, let me go download Final Fantasy XV. Right, that's totally dumb. But if it, if it was for like a movie or even like a Netflix thing or even like uh, a podcast or even something around mm -hmm. Audible, like... Maybe a podcast around gaming. Yeah, that to me <laughs> sounds like something that I could actually do while I'm playing this game. That's another, that's a whole nother topic. My main issue with it was the the actual touch controls for the catapult mechanism. Like, you get this giant circle around the whole ball as a, as a touch target, which seems massive. Like, there's really no reason for it to be so big. Mm. I was trying to think, like, wait, why isn't it just the ball? Why can't I just drag on the ball to shoot it? And I really couldn't come up with a reason. Because I think at least five or six times I would, like, oh, I need to pan. I want to move the camera a little bit. Oh, wait, I've now touched the, the catapult target. Mm. And if I didn't notice... Oh, uh, I've done a shot. I'm like, ah, oh, damn it. So that happened to me a few times. I don't know if you, did you do any accidental strokes like that? Right? So I, I had one instance of where I wanted to rotate the camera, but I've mm. pulled on the catapult. On the giant circle. And then I've let go. And then that was a stroke. And I was like, <laughs> right. That was my rage. sound. <laughs> but one reason why it's so big is because it needs a pretty big dead area in the center to make sure you cancel the shot because there's no easy way for you to cancel the shot, right? Let's say you pull back and you set it on a number and like, oh no, hold on, I want to get another angle. Like you sort of have to carefully put it to that zero. We're back to zero, right. Right, and the zero center area is actually quite big. And mm -hmm. I think in order to compensate for that dead area, it needs to be slightly bigger. Now see, I think my argument would be you make it smaller so you don't need to take it back to zero because you're mm -hmm. always like, okay, I'm touching the ball. That is the thing I'm going to touch. So I don't know. I just think they could optimize that a little more. Yeah. Just like being able to balance making a shot with panning around. Yeah, there is some confusion there. But overall, like I didn't really find that too problematic. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I got used to it, but yeah. I was just like, that's a little bit clumsy. What I did find clumsy was the physics. <laughs> yeah. I felt it wasn't lifelike at all. There's definitely something wrong. Yeah. Like if I, sh sometimes if I shoot something at 100, there's very little differences. Cause so if you pull back, the meter goes from like zero to 100. And that number obviously correlates to the strength that you're hitting the ball. 
And in most golf games, I feel like with 100, you know what you're going to get. It's going to be the strongest shot and it sort of like pings all over the place. But yep. with like 10, there's some physics there where like it sort of glides for a bit, but softly. I feel like in other games, they take into consideration the friction between the ball and the grass, right? And so even if you hit a 10, it still speeds up a little bit, but then the slowdown happens more drastically later on. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Whereas this game, if I hit a 10, it barely moves Did nothing. the ball at all. There's almost yeah. no point in having a scale of 1 to 100. Like, why isn't the scale just 1 to 10? Exactly. Because like 10, anything between 0 to maybe 12 or 13 is just like nothing. Right. It was just like someone farted on the ball. <laughs> Which was my secret tactic back in my three months of playing golf. This is why people were calling you out on the golf course. <laughs> Based on my three months of, of golfing expertise, it, the ball does not behave like a golf ball. I mean, I wrote down it's like playing golf with a tiny bowling ball. Well, here's the thing. It's like really heavy is the impression you get. Like it sort of lumbers around. But it's also really sticky as well because there's a little hills and valleys and if you're on the edge of a valley like it won't roll down yeah. in a way that i would expect it to or like if it it kind of rolls the top of the hill and then just stays at the top rather than rolling back down which is kind of good in most cases but yeah there's definitely something like not pleasing about the physics so i think i just figured out what it is okay so in real golf mm -hmm. even you know if you're very yeah, well if you're just even if you're just slightly tapping the ball it's mm -hmm. metal hitting against the ball Right, and so you have that instant connection of kinetic energy that's forcing the ball forward. Kinetic energy, and that's what causes that sort of satisfactory ping, and you get that instant action of the ball moving. I think that that's not uh, prevalent here, right? Like you don't because you don't have the visuals of someone hitting the ball. Or? Well, no, even the sense that it it sort of shoots off like a rocket first and then slows down, mm. right? It's sort of like like you said, it is kind of like wind blowing. <laughs> Like an odorous wind blowing. <laughs> I think it it just didn't account for that initial ping of movement, which I think is more prevalent in like other golf games. Yeah, it's like the creators have never played golf. Someone's <laughs> right. described it to them. They're like you have to hit a ball. They're like, okay, well, I guess this ball weighs fifty kilos. Right, let's put that let's in the game. Yeah, <laughs> stop chopping shallots, shallot games, and go play a game of golf and see how the golf ball behaves. Um, and I still don't feel like I've mastered the behavior of the ball. Like I've now learned to like never do a shot less than 15 because it's pointless. But then at the same time, sometimes like a hundred doesn't behave quite the way you feel like it should. Yeah. Cause sometimes you want to do like a really hard shot and like ping it off the corners and make it go around and it's going to go bloomp, bloomp, bloomp. Oh, that's no fun. And I feel like if, yeah, I didn't know if the, the color of the grass mattered at all. <laughs> I don't think it yeah, did. I don't think so. But it's pretty limited in terms of diversity of course uh, paraphernalia. Oh, and even like the bounce mechanics were all off. <laughs> yeah. So in general, something displeasing about the way the ball, ball behaves. Yep. Yeah. My other gripe is back to that kind of x-ray mode. It works on palm trees, but it doesn't work on any other part of the course. Mm. Like there's like a little half pipe, or I guess a quarter pipe, where you can hit the ball up and then down. <laughs> if that... Uh, when yeah. you play it, you'll know what I mean. Yep. Uh, but then, if the ball is in the bottom of the little little quarter pipe, that blocks the shot. You can't see it. You have to kind of guess where it is. Or, I mean, I tried one time, like, panning around to the front and then trying to make a shot while looking head-on to the ball mm. rather than behind it, and that was just confusing and it didn't really work. I mean, in a way, I kind of wondered why you need this panning anyway. Um, but I'd like to see the X-ray effect uh, apply to all objects. 
not just the sort of palm trees around the outside. Because mm. if you like two tier courses where you have to hit the ball through a larger hole first to get to the bottom level, then of course the top top half of the course obscures the bottom half. And I'm like, well, why doesn't the extra ray mode work on this? Yeah. So yeah, a little gripe there. Yeah, I can see how that could be totally like sometimes. I don't know if the, stuff like the windmill would actually be see through. No, windmill is not see through. Stupid <laughs> windmill. Oh, my Steve windmill, damn it. So my final point, okay. my negative point, yes. uh, is that I just feel like some of these holes are just f***ing with you. There was one where not only did it have that stupid ass windmill, <laughs> it even had like that middle of the track oh, gear thing. The horizontal windmill. The horizontal windmill. Oh, that's the worst. It's the worst. And not only that, like there were the rails on the sides were... <laughs> off right, on that one those holes are in there just to say hey you're gonna hate this game I mean, when you ascend to the next level of skill level <laughs> or skill ability i think you'll appreciate it but yeah so i think in general like there's definitely unevenness to the difficulties mm. of the courses um and then certainly in infinite mode i don't think i'm a particularly good player but i'd find there'd be like a par four course that i can do in two shots yeah. And just I was like, oh, that kind of happened several times. So maybe things you kind of just. I don't even know how the infinite mode works. I guess it's all a designed thing, and it's not just kind of auto created on the fly. Right. It'd be interesting to find out if these courses were actually made by people, or if it's just like auto generated. My guess would be people. But on that aspect, I think it's pretty cool that the fact that on a weekly basis they can come out with new courses for people to enjoy. Yeah. On the fresh. Get that that fresh putt action. Yeah. Two final nitpicks from me. Super small, but it just bugged me a little bit. So each course rises and falls Atlantis-like from the infinite ocean, but it doesn't splash at all. I just really wanted it to splash more. Like when it comes out of the ocean, and then when you complete it, it descends down under the depths of the water. No splash. I just really wanted a splash. <laughs> It must be, uh, yeah, I mean, if they can't get the physics right of a ball moving, they probably can't get water motion correct either, but man, even like, I really wanted that so bad. Yeah, maybe like even just a little droplet that... Just a little droplet. Just a little droplet drop. from like the highest point where it goes down yeah. right, into. And even if you shoot your ball off the course, it doesn't plop into the water. Mm-hmm. It, just, like, it just cuts out, just resets before it even gets to the water. Yeah, So not satisfying. I don't know. There's a little thing there that make it... Uh, what do you games people call it? Juicy. <laughs> And then also, I really hated the perspective and the, something about the font on the power meter. There's like, like a weird perspective and it's a really crappy, blah, aerial font or something that I was just really like, oh, this made it look a little bit cheap. Yeah. Everything else was so beautiful to look at. Yeah. And that just like weird gray blob with a perspective angled font just was strange. I feel like that was almost like a, uh, a debug font. Do you know <laughs> right, what I mean? Oh my God, like, totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, hey, let's just put a debug font on that meter so that we know what the strength of the uh, the catapult is. Yeah. And, oh, that's that looks fine. That, let's just leave it in there. One nitpick from me. Okay, final nitpick for Sam. Final nitpick is that after you're done with the course, it does this nice little, you know, flash of the screen, actually gets like a screenshot, and then puts it onto the side with the icon that has Ooh. like the sharing icon. Share on those socials. Yeah, and okay. it says, oh, share your score, right? And... Because of the, the, the white screen flash, I felt like it actually took the screenshot in some way. Oh, interesting. And okay. so I didn't explicitly take another screenshot, which I normally do, or even felt to, to share it out because I, I, for some reason, I thought 
it actually took oh, a screenshot. Oh, we did like the little fake animation of like, oh, yeah. blanking the screen quickly to keep right. that look, right? Mm. And so I missed an opportunity for like sharing out or taking a screenshot of my awesome score. Oh, okay. That's too bad. That's too bad. That never occurred to me because I'm not a douchebag. <laughs> Final scores. I played this seven days out of seven. I loved it. I'm going to keep playing it. It's great. And it's free. Okay, we had some fun complaining about it, but like those are such minor complaints. Good job, shallots. <laughs> or shallots. Shallot. <laughs> uh, my score is four out of seven. Oh, such a tough reviewer, Sam. I love yeah, it. Yeah, it's... It's, I told I mean, you, you it's hate just, golf games anyway. I don't really like golf games. Well, I do like golf games, but it's so stressful to me. I see what you're saying. Your point before was like, it kind of takes the fun out of it. Yeah. There's always like scores, leaderboards, yep. new things, rather than just like, hey, come on, have a few games. Yeah, I feel like in a way I would appreciate desert golf. But even then, like, I, I felt golf. like there's still so much stress associated with it. <laughs> just the fact that... I actually used to play golf pre- in my former life. Oh, look life. at you. Look at us. We were both previous golf professionals. Mm-hmm. Hobbyists. Uh, so yeah, if you like golf, go check it out. If you don't like golf games... <laughs> don't play a game called Vista Golf. If you don't like golf games, this, isn't, this one isn't going to change your mind. There's yeah. nothing like... There's no unique angle on golfing. It's just like a good, straightforward putt-putt game. Putt game. Yep. Yeah. Sam, this is your turn to yes. pick next week's game. Edwin, you have seven days to play. Yes, yes, yes. Pigeon wings. My least favorite of the Korean barbecue. <laughs> so you have mentioned that you like Flappy Birds. Oh or boy. Flappy Bird. I will admit to having it on my phone for a long time. I feel like this would be Flappy Bird-esque. It has been on the charts of the indie gaming scene for a while. I've forgotten how to spell pigeon. Okay. The, nope. Pigeon. Oh, oh, there he is. That's, thank you. That pronunciation really helped. It is a game by Ignacio Scheffelbein. Scheffelbein. Shufflebein. I'm buying it. One ninety nine. A bit on the pricier side of mobile games. I mean, we did pay five dollars for Eden Coulon Renaissance. Oh, How exciting! Shit. A mysterious aeronautics titan is bent on destroying East Megalopolis. Megalopolis. That's not a pleasing word. And the pigeons and pigeons. Pi- this. Okay, I guess this guy is German. A mysterious aeronautics <laughs> titan is bent on destroying East Megalopolis and pigeons. And Pigeon is the only bird who can stop him. Join General Exposition. Nice Austin Powers joke there. Uh, battles the devious pilot XO9999 and prove that Pigeon ain't no chicken nugget. That's a great description. I'm, I'm sold. See, I think that that could have gone either way. Either <laughs> yeah. it already biased you for the game <laughs> in bad ways. But I'm, I'm surprised that, that you liked it. <laughs> well, I have no choice, right? Yeah. I just take the positive spin on it. <laughs> Okay, go download Pigeon Wings uh, for one ninety nine, and yeah, play along with us. But before we go, one last order of business. Things of the week. Things. I'm not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> not everything can have a theme song, Sam. Would you like to go first, Edwin? Nope, I was leaving a gap for you to go first. Right. Uh, I have been playing on my PS4 a game called Uncharted Lost Legacy, or is it The Lost Legacy? It was supposed to be a DLC for Uncharted 4, which I've mentioned in a previous game, in, in a previous show. And if you understand that sentence, congratulations. So Uncharted 4 is a game from Naughty Dog, which is sort of like a platformer shooter game. I wish you could have seen Sam's uh, gestures when he says Naughty Dog. This is an off an offshoot of the original game okay. with very similar mechanics of Uncharted 4, 
But oh, I love those mechanics. One it, of my favorite things about the uncharting. It was the game that I told you about. Like, it's really crazy. Like, you you climb mountains, you swing off of a tree, you shoot guns while you're on the air, and you punch someone in the face. <laughs> wow. Okay. That just might sound like a Saturday night to me, but okay. This is not the one where you jump into a robot's butt. <laughs> oh, that's Titan. Titanfall. Falls. Yeah. Okay. Titan Falls. Titanfall the two. Second highest <laughs> waterfall in the world. So this game, uh, it follows. A half Indian, half Australian character by the name of Chloe something. I forget her name. But she was in the previous Uncharted games. And you're following her through India as you discover the lost legacy. Oh, I see. I see. Okay, so, and you're enjoying it? Yeah, it's a great game. Uh, Almost done with it. Um, That would be my pick. If you have a PS4 and you are a gamer, I would highly recommend it. I'm none of those things. I appreciate the sentiment. Let's check in with your pick from last week, MA Brutality. How's that been going for you? <laughs> I played it once. Okay. I, <laughs> because did Vista Golf get in the way? Did your professional obligations to game playing mean did. that you couldn't really play? But oh, I did, did take away some good things from it. So MA Brutality, aka Martial Arts Brutality. Yes. I did uh, download it. Have you tried it? No, I, I tapped on it once accidentally. Okay. <laughs> it looks gross. It's a gross looking game. And well, I like, mean, remember, I was shocked by the violence and gore in Bowmasters. Yeah, so. Well, no, I, outside of that, it's just like the artwork is kind of gross looking. Oh, okay. It's not like physically gross. Phys- okay. Viscerally gross. It's just. It's bad also viscerally artwork. gross. Okay. Yeah. Bad artwork. But the mechanics are pretty interesting. Like, I like this asynchronous nature of the game. Mm hmm. But you should check it out, and let's check back in next week. Okay, let's see how long we can stretch MA Brutality for. Can we get it three weeks in a row? Edwin, what is your pick uh, thing of the week? Okay, my thing of the week. I'm going to have the cojones to have two things of the week, because I can, because it's our show. The last episode of My Dad Wrote a Porno was out this week, the final chapter of book three. I mean, we've talked about this show at length on our previous show, so you know that Sam and I are both fans. Uh, but it's, wow wow it's amazing okay so i know sam you're not quite caught up yet i need you... to catch up because we just bought tickets to watch the live show in new york <laughs> i can't think of the last time i was so excited for a live show this will be my first live show oh, well, of a podcast can, yeah yeah me oh, too. Cool. uh someone else who is doing a live show in brooklyn this week is my brother my brother and me which just happens to be my second pick mm. i mean this is already a pretty huge show but one of the problems if you're a newcomer to it is that there's like 370 episodes or something. And like, how do you even start listening to that? Because like each, each show is like an hour and there's like this whole backlog of worlds and lore and in-jokes. I think over the summer, they haven't, they've had a lighter recording schedule. So for episode 369, they did like a clip show of like the best parts from the early episodes. I think from like episode 122 to 133. Uh, so if you want to like a kind of a grab bag of what my brother, my brother and me is all about, then I'd definitely say check out yeah, episode 369. This is a good place to start just to give you a flavor of like what you're getting yourself into. Okay. <laughs> it's pretty good. Are there any like perpetual things that last, uh, throughout the show? I mean, my favorite is the show in the show, which is. <laughs> <laughs> it is Munch Squad. You'll get that. It'll be a very amusing if you listen to the show. Okay. But Munch Squad is my favorite part. And that's just like a recurring section they do. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting into this. Yeah, it did take me maybe five or six months. 
Only thing is, like, I do have a hard time distinguishing from the three <laughs> brothers' voices. Yes. I think you don't need to. You just sort of enjoy them as one triple mess. One brother. <laughs> one definitely sounds a lot more distinct than the other, but there's two that kind of sound similar to each other. One of them has the best laugh, but I'm just like always waiting for <laughs> someone to make him crack up because it's just delightful when he just, yeah, <laughs> gives out of control laughing. I'll definitely check it out. So if you've been on the fence and like, oh boy, where do I start? Yeah, definitely start this episode. We'll link to it in the show notes. Cool. And you will not check out Uncharted Lost Legacy. Nope. <laughs> okay. So download Pigeon Wings, play along with us for this week. If you have any other game suggestions of things we should play in future, tweet us 